Welcome back to Star Realms Minicast. Paul Solomon here. And today I'm hoping to be joined by my buddy Ryan Deal for a little bit of the card ranking game from ProStarRealms.com. So hang tight, we'll get him on the line here and we'll start uh, picking the better card. Stay tuned. Ryan Deal. Hello, Paul. How's it going, buddy? Great. How are you? Good. Nice to have you back here on Star Realms Minicast. Always a pleasure. And you are coming off a big win right here. Man, I'll tell you what. That last play was something else. That was crazy. Good game. Uh, I had you down to one. Very we both were down to deck. one. Had you down to one. Then you came and uh, I think you scrapped out. Uh, what was that card? Dreadnought to get me to one. And then yeah. you had two bases out. I couldn't get rid of that one. And then I think you did like, I don't know, eight, ten damage to me. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that well was done, a, Ryan Deal. I came into that last round, and you made me dis two card, discard two cards, and I was yeah. really thinking about it, and I was like, I need to get these bases out because if I don't put those bases out, you were just going to knock me down because I was at one. That's right, at once. And that was a uh, that was a really big decision there. Worked out well. That was that a good was game. Beautiful. beautiful thing, nice one. And then I had a tough choice because you had um, Mech World and you had Recycling Station out, and so. I had like eight damage maybe, which was not enough to get um, both, mm-hmm. but could get either one. And, you know, conventional wisdom might say, hey, do the mech world at six instead of four. You're wasting less damage. But actually, no, because if I leave recycling station out there, you yeah. definitely get to the cards that you need to finish me. Yeah, I mean, you're, anyway. you're, you're taking the chance. You're, I mean, the odds would be better for me to draw more cards, like you're, like you're saying. So I think that's the right call. Unless, of course, the other one I could set, like, sack to sacrifice to deal you damage but i would have done that anyway if, right if that were the case right well ryan we have you on here today we're going to play a little <clears throat> card ranking game here in a minute this comes from uh, prostarrealms.com slash rank the and we are just going to take a look at a couple cards talk about which one's better but before yeah. we do that ryan deal mm-hmm. you're about a week into this app and my understanding is you're enjoying it I'm having a lot of fun. Um, Star Realms is a game that uh, I first saw when I saw it Gen Con when it first came out, I think, yeah. when White Wolf first released it. And I played it a handful of times and I enjoyed it. And uh, I remember walking around the con and watching a lot of people play it. I'm like, man, that looks like a, a good game. I should get it. And I never did. And I really think I'm going to get the deck because uh, I think my wife and I will have a lot of fun playing together. And my favorite part about this is it's just a solid two-player game. Um, it, it is. It's it's kind of overshadowed because a lot of other um, single deck deck builders like like Ascension and such. But this is yeah. a well balanced game. There's a lot of different strategies, and you definitely find yourself in situations where you're not just playing all your cards out. You have to you're right. making critical decisions. And uh, as a Magic right. player, or as a past Magic player, I really appreciate that. And I think that uh, I think Star Realms really uh, brings that into a tight package. Superb. All right. Well. Let's get into this thing. I have a nice little matchup set up for us first. We're going to compare a couple of three-cost machine cult bases. The first one is the Battle Station. This is three-cost, as I said. Five-butt base, outpost, and from the core set, does nothing. Has no primary ability. Only thing it has is five-butt, and you can scrap it for five attack. Mm -hmm. Our number two option, the Fortress Oblivion, which I don't know if you've played with a lot or maybe at all. This was a year one promo, and this is, again, three-cost, machine-based, machine-called outpost, four-butt instead of five, but it has the following ability. If you played a base this turn, including this base, you may scrap a card in your hand or discard pile. 
So that, that first time you play it, you can scrap something. And if it stays out in play and you put another base in on a later turn, you can scrap another one. So it's great hmm. for those, those big baseball decks. Yeah, um, that's uh... – What's your pick here? So I think they're both really good. Um, if I was on a first if – if it came down between the two of them, it would really depend where I was in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't have a lot of bases, I would probably go for the, uh, uh, the battle station. Yeah. Um, it's a five outpost, I think. It is. And uh, for, for that, an early game, too, that's a good one because even if you uh, aren't necessarily going to use it later, you can always pop it for five, and it's a good way to seal the game. It is. Um, but this Fortress Oblivion, that ability is pretty wicked if you already have a lot of bases in your deck. Like, why not? It's an outpost. It's going to block for you, and it helps you clear out your deck. But I do think that sometimes people are – I've found out that I really like to go for the, uh, the mech route in the beginning because you want to yep. thin your deck out. Right. So this would definitely be more effective. You get more bang for your buck if you haven't had a chance getting yeah. that mech in the start because it's tight can tight, tight contest for those mech cards in the beginning of the game. Yeah, so I I think the Fortress Oblivion is really a well-liked card mm-hmm. um, because of that scrapping. Just just thinking of it as going into play, scrapping a card and essentially, you know, gaining you for authority more or less. Mm-hmm. Um it's its ability to do that over and over probably doesn't happen as often, but compared to say, um, you know, compared to it costs three, but compared to supply bot, supply bot gives you that two, two trade, which is awesome early in the game, but still Mm -hmm. four authority also gets you a lot of time in the game. But -hmm. I will say this battle station, I think is the most criminally underrated card in the game. I think players see that and they go, what do you mean? It it doesn't do anything. It's just, it's just protection. That's I'm not Mm -hmm. interested in that. But it's, ba- it's basically five every time you play it. It gives yeah. you five uh, delay, you know, soaking damage, mm-hmm. or when you need it, it blows up to destroy that base or make a finishing play. Right. Um, ah, it's a tough choice. So what, what, is, your, what is your full call? Um, I, I think the Fortress Oblivion is more situational because um, you could get it early on and never come across, not come across a lot of bases or get loot like some of the other, the opponent buys them other bases before you. Yeah. So I think that the um, the uh, battle station is probably the better of the two. And also, I wanted to—I thought about this. You were talking about how people often overlook it. And I, the past few days or whatever, playing a card comes up a lot, and no one ever buys it. I'm thinking, is this? Am I missing out on something? Because I know a lot of cards don't get bought, but I look at it and I think it's not that bad. And I, what I really do like about it from a design perspective is the red card or the mech, mech, uh, mech cards really focus on thinning out your deck and scrapping stuff. Right. And while the battle station itself does not let you scrap a card, it lets you scrap it. Mm-hmm. So it, it clears itself out as That's any true. other mech would do. So I think that it also is effect. It's also better because it's not clogging up your deck at any time. If you, right. if you get it out, you can pop it. Well, here, here's my thoughts on this. They both do that four outpost minimum. Battle Station essentially has a plus one defense advantage and the five attack one time advantage, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. Fortress Oblivion has uh, repeatable scrap ability. So the question mm-hmm. is, which one are you going to like more? Five attack one time with a little extra um, soak or let's say scrap two or three. And yeah, they are situational, but for my yeah. money, I'm afraid I have to pick Fortress Oblivion. So we're on the wrong side of this thing. Yeah. And let's see, I, what the, uh, see what the crowd says on this one. Okay. Oh, I guess they don't tell you. Hmm. We'd have to go somewhere else to find that out. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you, just keep, there, um, you just keep well, ranking actually, cards. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, um, 
I'll do view the rankings and I'll see. Yeah, I'll there look you go. Up. There you go. Let's see. All cards. Oh goodness, is there a search? Yeah, let's just let's look at all the cards. Okay, Fortress. It's just okay. Fortress Oblivion is at one twelve. Okay. In Battle Station. Is at one thirty eight. So they're pretty close. Very close, and just just a notch for Fortress Oblivion there. Yeah, and I think Fortress Oblivion is in the long run. It is probably better because you it it counts itself when you put it out, right? Yeah, it does. It so does. that automatic. I mean, that's just a, so it's basically like any other that. standard card. So it has yeah. that over Battle Station for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I think I can agree with that. that absolutely. All right. Let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna click through till we get a decent matchup. Because I've got one here. One, okay, give it to me. Let me. Oh no, I didn't. Never mind. I lied. I lost it because I went to this other screen. <laughs> See, some of these comparisons are very strange, right? Such you a compare jerk. something like Frontier Fleet. Okay, this is a gambit that gives you one attack every turn. Yeah. Every single turn, nothing your opponent can do, you get an attack. Mm-hmm. Which, if you play a twenty turn, twenty round game, that's twenty damage. So that seems mm-hmm. awesome. And then you compare that to Star Barge, which is a. I don't think you've seen this one either. This Tell you it's a, a fun word to say. Star Barge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a card I love very much, but it's it's a one-cost yellow ship. It gives you two trade, and it allies for an extra for two attack, and an opponent discard. So it's like, how do you even compare these two things? Yeah. You know? Huh. Anyway. That is strange. I was looking. I do have one right here that I think is decent, but I'm not really familiar with these two cards. All right, uh, let's but have I looked over them. So well, uh, these are both four costs. Uh, we have Frontier Ferry, which is uh, four authority and three buy. What do you call that? Trade. trade. Three trade. Uh, and you can trash it to destroy target base. Yep. Uh, the other one is a uh, Battle Screecher. This is a blob ship. And the other one was a uh, Trade Federation. Um, so Battle Screecher gives you five damage, and it lets you scrap up the five cards currently in the trade row. Yeah. And then it has an ally power of uh, two trade. So this is slightly topical because the Battle Screecher was a subject of a, a call-in um, last, I think it was Thursday or Friday, because mm-hmm. I put the question out, is it over, overpowered at cost four? And the resounding answer was, oh, yeah. And, and my question yeah. was basically, if you took the trade off, if you had no ally ability, just the scrap, mm-hmm. would that still be worth four? And everyone says yes. I absolutely. think so. I mean, you've got <laughs> five damage for four. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then and this, you, you get him to scrap out and see a whole mm-hmm. fresh new five and find cards mm-hmm. that you need, like a warning beacon you can pull into play or all kinds of – it's a very powerful card. i got to ask you. Um, yeah. So scrapping from the center row is, is an interesting um, action. And I was wondering, when you do that, are you getting rid of stuff that just no one wants or are you trying to put into consideration what your opponent may want? Yeah, great question, right? It's, so there's mm-hmm. a couple ways you can do it because – in certain game formats, like if you have, say, events, which mm-hmm. could randomly trigger when they, when they get pulled onto the trade row, there will be times when you would want to scrap those cards just to try to find an event that would maybe let you draw more cards or get you more money mm. or give you extra attack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're playing with heroes, heroes essentially let you uh, – they're, they're cards that you buy, and they don't go into play. They just come next to your play area, and you – like, they don't get in your deck, and then you, you sacrifice them for an ability. Like extra damage. Like you can so, buy them and use them immediately too, yes, which is yes. very like no card does. I don't think any cards have when you buy this, this happens or can happen. There are some in the colony wars that they that they mm. added some of those, okay. but um, for the most part, it's it's not that common. But any all of those cards, 
that, that can come directly into play and have an impact, you're mm-hmm. at the end of the game, if you're about to lose, you're scrapping and trying to find those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even if you're about to win, you might do it. Yeah, and I'm playing with base the base game. So when you talk about events and heroes, like I could right. definitely understand those being right. huge swing effects. Because, exactly. Because yeah. you're looking at something that you don't have currently available. And when it comes up, I, this is an action I can take right now. Exactly. Now, the other and half everything. of scrapping from the trade row, the other half is basically I want to keep cards that are good for your deck away from you without necessarily mm-hmm. having to buy them. So right. that's awesome. And I think a lot of times about what are the cards I can live with my opponent buying? It's late game. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they buy a Fed shuttle when they're in yellow or they buy a trading post or they buy an Imperial fighter or whatever when it doesn't. Right. Um, so Paddle Screech are absolutely powerful. Um, let's talk Frontier Fairy for a minute. And you've played mm-hmm. with neither of these cards, right? Nope. I am uh, completely oblivious to both of those. Cool. Um, so Frontier Fairy gives you that three money, which is big. Mm-hmm. Um, but compared to something like Trade Pod, which also gives you three money, mm-hmm. Frontier Fairy is so, so much better. More than And three. Trade Pod costs one less to buy. I think it costs... I think it, co- or it costs two, actually. So it's not even... Yeah, it's yeah. half the cost. Then. But the Frontier Fairy is definitely more than double good. More than twice as good. Uh, not only because it gives you the healing and it lets you scrap for the base destruction, but also just... The ability to scrap it away at the end of the game really mm-hmm. helps you make your finishing blow because just about every time I buy a trade pod, at the end of the game, trade pod comes up when I needed any other card that would do damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Frontier Fairy is a very good utility card. We have a tough yeah. choice here. And, and uh, I think that's what I was thinking too. The, uh... The effect on that blob, the uh, ally effect, or is it, no, it's not even ally effect. It's just when it comes out, it's huge, especially yeah. in a game when you're playing with events and heroes. I, I almost think that the the uh, the blob card is better in this if you're playing with more expansions. Yeah. Um, and also that five damage for four, that's that's really good. Um, but I do like the utility of the fairy, and also that you can scrap it. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of cards that scrap themselves. Um, for the most part. And yep. I think this ability isn't that bad for, for what you're getting. No, it's not. All right. Well, I'm going to make my official decision here. I'm going on the record. And I'm saying that for the style of game that I play, which is, mm-hmm. includes a lot of expansions uh, and is usually attack heavy, kind of push the pace game, Battle Screecher is my pick over Frontier Fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if I came down to that decision, I'd be like Battle Screecher all the way because all right. All right. you're giving yourself a lot of advantage. Well, let's check the results here. Yeah. Should have pulled that up. Buh. The computer's not cooperating with me. My bad. Great radio, let's tell you. Uh, <laughs> Enthralling. Yeah, I need to learn how to computer better so I can uh, get uh, get these things up and then not wait for someone to ask me to look them up. That's right. All right. Battle Screecher. 32. That is an impressive... I've got Frontier Fairy here, and I will tell you that that is 81. So we have yeah. two very good cards. Battle Screecher does edge the win. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Especially yeah, after, I think... I, after you telling me that uh, you had a, uh, someone call in and talk about Battle Screecher. Oh, yeah. See, now I'm looking at some very interesting comparisons. All right. Let's talk about this one. This is a good one. All we right. got uh, two three-cost blob ships, one from the core set, one from Colony Wars. They do very similar things. In fact, it's arguable 
Cargo Pod, which is one of these cards, is a modification of the other one, Ram. So Ram, let's start there. Three-cost ship, blob, does five damage every time you play it. Allies for two more damage, and you can scrap it for three bucks. So you get the value right back out of it. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Cargo Pod does the three money every time you play it. Factions for three attack and scraps for three damage. Looking that one up right now. Go for it. And I'll say this about Ram. It is a staple of Vanilla Star Realms play. It's really a big card. Uh, When I first started, I wasn't that impressed. I think my my play strategy has changed. Well, obviously, it has changed a whole lot. You're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. (laughs) Jeez, my computer's not cooperating. I'm sorry. It's fine. The beauty of the Ram, obviously. I mean, this is not any deep insight. The beauty of of that Ram is... Yes, you spend three on it. You can get that three back anytime it's in play. And it's doing what you want, right? It's advancing the game state by doing damage and clearing bases. You can be in any color. Your deck could look like anything, and you'd still be interested in buying RAM. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that's crazy utility. Mm-hmm. And my biggest thing with it before was, uh, I, was thinking, I, I don't know what my logic was, but later on I figured out, I was like, just being able to scrap it for three buys is great. Because yeah, if you, you get in some early damage, if you don't end up in, in blob the blob faction, then you can kill it to get something that you know is more useful towards you for you. That's right. And and you know, we talked a moment earlier about cards that come in to your directly into play from the trade row. Mm-hmm. There is one for green called the plasma event, which is a six six cost uh, green base. And if you've played a green this turn, when you acquire it, it goes into play. So a lot of times you'll play Ram out along with three other bucks. Scrap mm-hmm. RAM, and you'll basically replace it with Plasma Vent. <clears throat> that sounds really good. So that's a nice what was the other card's name again? The other card is Cargo Pod. There we go. The system down. Let's take a look at this. Hmm. Almost the reverse. The almost the reverse. Exactly. Of the right. RAM. Clear. Yeah, that's clear really kind of analogy between the two. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. You know, I I think personally, these are both simple cards too, which I like. Right. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna go with Ram. Yeah. Um, because I do like I like the attack up front, and then um, being able to scrap it to buy something seems more valuable to me. Yep. Uh, than just money from the start. Cargo pods yeah. is really good. Um, I would want it in you know a, a solid blob deck, but I think um. I think attack. I value attack over over buying. Yeah, and obviously, like everything in this game, it is situational. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the trade row looks like, if there's a bunch of eight cost bases out there and stuff, you're going to want cargo pod because you're going to want the repeatable ink uh, money mm-hmm. over right. the repeatable attack. Absolutely. Um, and I do find myself buying cargo pod a lot. I'll tell you a play that I really love with cargo pod. In Colony Wars, there's a, a uh, blob ship called Leviathan, which is an insane. Absolutely insane card. Maybe we'll compare those in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of its its ally ability is that it can it can buy any cost three card and take it directly into hand. And so if you have that card out and you're able to do this ally ability and grab cargo pod, it factions for three damage and scraps for another six. So that hmm. card, Leviathan, immediately gets a plus six attack, which is insane. Yeah. Of course. If you pulled Ram in the same way, it'd be a plus seven. So I'm going to agree with you absolutely 100%. Ram is my pick here. All right. 
Well, we are uh, agreeing with uh, everyone else. The Ram is at 31 and CargoPod is 73. Wow. And that, that puts Ram exactly one notch above Battle's Creature, which is interesting to know. You can get it right through that. <laughs> pay attention to that. Yeah. That CargoPod's two above BattlePod. That's Battle Station, though, so never mind. Okay. 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 <laughs> Trying to be BattlePod's a good card. Yeah. Um, um, let me see if I can find another one here. I got one here. Uh, I Go think for it. it. It, this one might be an obvious decision now that I look at it more, but we'll do it. Um, so I have Imperial Trader. This is a Star Empire ship. It costs five. It uh, gives you three trade, and you draw a card. Um, yep. Right there, I'm just going to say drawing card is one of my favorite things ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it has an ally, abil- or ally ability for of add four combat. So that's uh, pretty good. And then compare that to the Peacekeeper from the Trade Federation, which uh, gives you six combat six authority and then a uh ally ability of draw a card right here looking at this um i'm almost peacekeeper all the way peacekeeper also costs six so we're talking peacekeeper versus imperial trader Mm -hmm. yeah this is an imperial trader is a super awesome card again because Mm -hmm. it can go into any deck doesn't matter the game state basically you can buy that and know that you're just a little bit better for buying Mm -hmm. Um, but yes peacekeeper is a 100% game changer. Right. 12 yeah. authority change, ridiculous. Ally to draw. It's, I, I would say, for my money, it's my favorite card, Barnard. Yeah, that card. And the art on it is amazing looking. It doesn't <laughs> yes, look like much is. of a peacekeeper, but that's cool. No, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit of a, an ironic title there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, going into a card draw is great. And Imperial, while Imperial Trader, like you said, is very good, um, I think that uh, that early game card, or not even early game, five costs, it's possible. Uh, that card draw right off the bat without having to use an ally is awesome. But um, Peacekeeper, it doesn't even matter because Peacekeeper gives you way more value with, your, with the combat and the uh, authority. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I don't even think I should look this one up because it's really <laughs> quite it clear. Be, oh, wow, clear. what? No, that's not right. I'm typing in the wrong thing. All right. Oh, they're close. Very close, actually. Um, Peacekeeper is at 15, and Imperial Trader is at 18. So it seems like there's a little bit of a contention wow. between those two. Wow. People like Imperial Trader a mm-hmm. lot. I'm, you know, I, I can see it. I really can. Um, the fact that it replaces itself when you get it, when you play it, is awesome. Like, it, it's... Any yellow, any card that lets you draw a card when it comes out is basically I'm this card and the next card you draw, which That's is right. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, that that one part really, I think, gives it competition against Peacekeeper. But if you're yeah. playing in a Trade Federation deck, then it doesn't matter. That's true. It's just money at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, I got one more for us here. Last one of the day. This is a, a battle of two five-cost ships here. Okay. The first one is a machine cult. Ship, cost five, as I say, called the Mech Cruiser. This comes out of the Colony Wars set. And Ryan, mm-hmm. when you buy that Colony Wars set, you are going to have a whole lot of beauty to behold. Uh, okay, here's what this one does. Six damage when you play this. Bam. Then you've got uh, top, top ability. You may scrap a card in your hand or discard pile every time you play that. So it's a six attack scrapper, which is crazy. And the ally ability for this card is destroy target base. Big I like time. destroying bases. Yeah, well, yeah, that's big. Yeah. So the number two card here is also out of Colony Wars. This is a cost five Star Empire ship 
called the Aging Battleship. And the thing about the Aging Battleship is it never gets old, baby. Because this thing does five damage. It factions to draw a card. And it has this insane faction ability. I'm sorry, this insane sacrifice ability. If you scrap this card, not only does it do two extra damage, it draws two cards. That's that's nuts. Yeah. That's, You're telling yeah, me you, you you throw this guy out and you have you could get seven attack in three cards. In <laughs> three cards. Come on, that's right? Come on, I get excited with uh, the the uh, trade federation guy that lets you draw two cards if you have two bases out. This guy's just yeah. like you could do this anytime you want. Every single time, yeah. It could you could you could just see <clears throat> it one time, and then still just draw mm-hmm. all these cards out. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then again, Mech Cruiser has that guaranteed scrap, which I think mm-hmm. is well understood to be one of the very central keys to the game. Mm-hmm. And destroying a target base is an awesome ally ability. That is not Always present good. in the base game, but is a heavy ally ability in the further expansions. Mm-hmm. I love destroying... The ability to destroy bases really helps close a game or just makes a game interesting because oftentimes you find yourself with a lot of attack, but your opponent has one or two bases out and you've got to waste all your combat on those bases and being able yeah. to take a bigger one out of the way. Uh, I mean, that could be four or five extra damage to your opponent, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. I really think aging battleship though, just, just from, well, okay. So when I'm, when I talk about these comparisons, I'm looking at a starting, maybe one of my first three buys. Yeah. First three turns, because obviously if, if you're in one or the other already, it may be better, to, or one faction or the other, it might be better to go towards whatever faction you're focusing sure. on. Um, but Aging Battleship is good to, with that card draw, but if I'm already looking for, if I don't have any mech cards in my deck, I'm probably going to go towards Mech Cruiser. Uh-huh. Um, if I have five out, just because that's great. Right. Um, but Aging Battleship definitely has a lot more appeal to me. Um, that's huge. Yeah. I, and I basically agree with everything you're saying here. If it's my first or second hand, or even my third or fourth hand, Mech Cruiser is going to be the thing that I need to make my deck work towards the end of the game. But overall, and I, I'm not sure that the community is going to agree with us at, at large here, overall Aging Battleship is crazy good. Um, you can essentially think of it as having that draw two cards every time. It's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mech Cruiser, you have to ally to get that destroy target base. Right. And so and its I value think... is, is sort of contingent upon having more machine cults. Mm-hmm. Whereas Aging Battleship, play it, get five. Scrap yeah. it, and you get now it's seven attack and two cards. Yeah. Oh, so my, my pick is Aging Battleship here. I... I think for, for my own feeling, for, for what card I like the most, just for a power ability, it's Aging Battleship. But when it comes to um, what's, what people are looking for in the game, it's Mech Cruiser. And I, I really think that if you're later in the game and you have good card draw, you, you, maybe you haven't gotten a lot of mech, but you have good card draw, you probably don't care about getting another mech in your deck. Um, or later on, if you already have a lot of mech, this guy's good, but... Yeah. Aging Battleship is still better. So I think early game Mech Cruiser, but later game Aging Battleship, and I'm I'm on board with Aging Battleship too. All right. Well, the community does not agree with us in this case. No, not at all. And I can't, I can't argue Mech with Mech Cruiser that. coming in at 28 on the whole yeah. list. And what? Where is the Aging Battleship at? It's 50. At 50. Yeah, which is that's a big cut for Aging Battleship. It doesn't even cost that much. That's the thing. And I guess people don't appreciate card draw that 
much. I don't think that's true. But I think wow. the fact that you, to draw the two extra two cards, you have to destroy it yeah. or scrap it. Sure. Um, that that, that might be a drawback, but for an yep. end game clear out, like it can really make a big difference. And and think, think about this also. Just above Aging Battleship is Blob Destroyer, which I think is not as strong. It does six damage, and again, it's a faction to destroy a base. Um, oh, I, I, I think, hate that card. <laughs> I think part of what we're seeing here is uh, kind of a familiarity with the core set a little bit, but yeah. who's to say? You know, we're just one pair of guys ranking cards. There's other people. Who knows how many thousands or dozens right. ranking cards? And yeah. we lost. I don't know. We lost that one. It's okay. I mean, they're both good. I'm. Supp- I think. Uh, I think Aging Cruiser, or was that it? Aging Cruiser, Aging, Aging Battleship. Battleship. Um, yeah. People don't like that name. They think like, ah, oh, just pass this guy up. That's fair. It's That's just, a very real point. Send that ship to the retirement home. Yep. All right. Well, Ryan, thanks for joining me on the card ranking game. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right, buddy. I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. That's going to do it for this episode of Star Realms Minicast. My thanks to Ryan Deal, a.k.a. Dealzor, for helping me rank those cards. That was a fun one. Um, community didn't always agree. How'd we do? Let us know. Feel free. Call into the show. We'll put you on air and hear your thoughts on those cards. I'll see you next time, and until then, see you on the realms. <laughs>